Awesome. And thanks for tuning into Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. This podcast helps entrepreneurs develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. Whether you know it yet or not, your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Each episode, we explore the different ways that your business calls you forth to grow on a personal level and through your relationships. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Today, I have something really exciting prepared for you. Think of this as my little Prezi to you for the holidays. It's a two-part series where I walk you through the process to create a conscious blueprint for 2016. So you can set some amazing goals for you and your business. Think of this as your very own strategic planning session where we look at what you accomplished this year and together create a blueprint so you can get exactly what you want for 2016. I always love that saying, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. I'm going to walk you through the entire process step by step and I'll reveal to you the number one biggest mistake that people make when they do strategic planning and goal setting. This episode is part one of a two-part series and today we're going to do three things. First, we're going to give your business a report card. Second, we're going to reflect on the learning from the report card. And third, we're going to establish a summary theme for 2015. I am so excited to teach you how to create a conscious blueprint for 2016. But first, I want to start with a story. Today, I want to share a story that really illustrates the power of your mindset and how we quite literally create our reality with our thoughts and beliefs. It's a story that is so crazy, you won't want to believe me, but you're going to have to because there is no way that I could ever make this stuff up. So here goes. So last month, I hosted Thrive Retreat in Mexico, where I had the chance to host 13 incredible people on an epic journey of transformation. The retreat really blew my mind, and I'm really impressed at how much effort everyone's putting into keeping in touch and keeping the magic alive. Over the years, I've been on tons of retreats and met amazing people from all around the world. But this group, this group was special. They bonded in a way that I could have never even imagined. And quite often on retreats or trips, people always promise to stay in touch and really keep connected. But in this case, they actually are. So the retreat ended on a Saturday and most of us returned back to work on the Monday. And you're not going to believe what happened on the Monday, the first day we got back to work. Two of the girls from the retreat randomly bumped into each other downtown Toronto, the first day back to work. Seriously, bless their hearts. Now, you have to understand that they didn't even know each other and had never met before this trip. And they live in completely different areas of the city, but their paths crossed to remind them to hold on to the magic of their experience and to remind them that they're not alone in this big city. Now you might think that this was a coincidence, but let's be real. Coincidences don't actually exist. This is a perfect example of what happens when you have something in your focus and you're connected to it and you give it your energy. When you give your focus and attention to something, you can't help but bring it into your reality. 
Do you ever have instances like this where you just bump into people on the street that you've been thinking about? Or maybe you phone somebody and they say, hey, I was just thinking about you. Or you might want to start taking salsa lessons and a flyer just shows up in your mailbox for salsa classes in your neighborhood. Even though we're tempted to label these things as a coincidence, the reality is that we bring forth these situations with our thoughts, our attention, and our intention. They're a gentle reminder that we are spiritual beings. Yes, I'm using that S word again, spirituality. And since we're all spiritual beings, we believe in these two very important things. Number one, that there is a higher power out there that is greater than us alone. And two, that at a very deep level, we are all connected to each other. I believe in the power of our mind and our intention, and I know how powerful it is to create and bring your vision to reality. This is a big part of building a conscious business. Yes, you have to have a clearly defined purpose and a core set of values, but running a conscious business isn't just about the type of business that you create, it's about who you become and grow into as you build the business. It's about the impact that you have on others. When you are conscious and you are present, you see things in a different way than you normally would when you're unconscious. Wayne Dyer was always famous for saying, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Which is why setting goals, the right type of goals, is so critical for you to do. If you don't decide what you do and don't want to show up in 2016, well, then you're just leaving it up to chance and you don't know what's going to show up. So I really want you to take part in this process. Don't just listen to the audio. Be powerful. Be intentional and really do this work. Write out what you want to create in the coming year and I guarantee you will see a massive shift in your surroundings. So last weekend, I bumped into one of my leadership students at the grocery store. She told me all about how her business had pivoted slightly this year and now it was really taking off. It wasn't exactly how she originally visioned it, but she's thankful now that she's on the right path. And she also asked me if I was running any workshops to kick off the new year to do some goal setting. Because the last couple years, I actually have run goal setting workshops in January for my community. And after I left the store, you know, I started to feel a little guilty because I wasn't really planning on offering workshops in January. I'm really trying to focus on the podcast and building an online community, a global community, really putting my energy and effort into creating a product online that everyone can access no matter where they're located. However, bumping into Sharon made me realize that, hey, I could do both. And since I love shaking things up every once in a while, I decided to use this episode and the next episode to teach you how to create a conscious blueprint for your business and get you all prepared to kick off the new year. Starting a new year is like going on a journey. It's a great time to check in and decide what you want to bring forward and, more importantly, what you want to leave behind. One of my favorite sayings is, we only want something for as long as it takes to get it. And that is a great tweetable. So I'm going to say it again. We only want something for as long as it takes to get it. Think about it. How much time and effort do you spend wanting things that you don't have? 
making lists, checking them twice, counting the things that you don't have, prioritizing what you want to come first, juggling how to fit it all in versus how much time do you actually spend taking an inventory of all the amazing things that you do have. And with our businesses, we're especially guilty of this. We set all these goals and milestones that we want to achieve, but when we achieve them, how long do we actually spend in appreciation of them before we move that mile marker way out to the next crazy goal? So the number one biggest mistake that people make when they set goals is that they don't reflect on where they are and what they've achieved in the last year. We say to ourselves, oh, that's in the past. It isn't relevant. doesn't matter. And we tend to make big, long lists of things that we think we should be doing. And when we do this, it's so dangerous because it usually means that our ego is in the driver's seat, comparing our progress to that of others around us, instead of looking at our own individual and unique journey to figure out what it is that we want to be doing. But looking over your shoulder to the past is so important before you set new goals for a couple of reasons. First, you need to acknowledge what you actually did accomplish. Because I know you pretty good by now, and I know that you do not spend enough time appreciating your accomplishments. You're always so busy moving on to the next thing that you don't ever take time to appreciate what you did do. Am I right? And number two, there is great learning and intelligence that comes from looking at the past because you'll get to see where you actually did spend the most amount of your time and energy. And think about whether that was right or not. And you'll also get to see what surprises there were and really importantly, what is broken and needs to be fixed. So the first phase of creating a conscious blueprint is to reflect on 2015. And we're gonna do that with a report card for your business. Okay, let's give your business a report card so that we can really figure out what happened in 2015. The good, the bad, and the ugly. If you're listening to this while you're mobile, don't worry, I will include a copy of this report card in the newsletter so that you can download it from there and fill it in. The report card is divided into four different sections, sections A, B, C, and D. So if you're going to work through the questions with me right now, you go ahead and pause me whenever you want to write down your answers, or you can print it out later and fill it in. Now I want you to really take a minute here to shift gears. Think back on the entire year, going all the way back to January. Remember what it was like to be kicking off 2015. What were your big hopes and plans? Take a step back and think about everything that you accomplished throughout this year. The highs, the lows, the expected, and the unexpected. All of your hard work, all of your dedication, all of your passion. So in section A, we're going to reflect on your activities in 2015. There are six questions in this section. Question number one, what activities are you most proud of? So what were your highlights or your milestones that you really want to celebrate? For me, I am most proud of launching my updated brand and new website. So what about you? What are you most proud of? 
Number two, what did you spend the most time on? Now, this might be one single thing, or it might be a mashup of a couple different things, like working with clients, building your website, developing products, building a community. What did you spend the most time on this year? Question three, what activities had the biggest impact on your business? What did you do that really moved the dial? Was it events? Was it your marketing? Webinars? Maybe product launches? Number four, what were your biggest failures or things that you decided to stop doing? Number five, what were some of the tough decisions that you had to make this year? Maybe around a certain product or working with a client. Maybe it was a financial decision. For me, I had a big decision when I decided to stop teaching yoga classes here in the city, which was really tough because I love my students. But it was necessary to be able to focus on growing my core business. What were some of the tough decisions that you had to make this year? And number six, what were some of the good decisions that you made and what made them good? In the spring, I joined an online community, Podcasters Paradise, to learn how to build and launch a podcast. And that has has to be hands down one of the best decisions I made this year because the support that I have received from the group has been incredible. And I know I would not be doing this podcast right now without them. So what about you? What were some of the good decisions that you made this year? Now, section B of the report card, we want to reflect on how you showed up this year. This is who you were in 2015. Now, there's three questions in this section. Question number one, how were you brave this year? What did you do that was new or kind of scary? Something that maybe you've never done before. Maybe it was something that was outside of your comfort zone. What did you do that was brave? Number two, where did you play small or not live up to your full potential because of fear? What did you miss out on? And number three, how did you grow? And this can be either soft skills, hard skills, relationship skills, For example, what are you comfortable doing now that you weren't able to do at the beginning of the year? Section C. In this section, we focus on feeling. How did you feel throughout the year? There are three questions in this section. Number one, what activities brought you the most joy? What was fun? What did you love to do and wish you could have done more of? Number two, what activities sucked your soul? Maybe it was admin tasks or answering emails, doing paperwork. Go ahead, be honest, don't be a martyr. We all have aspects of our work that we might not want to do. It's perfectly normal. And number three, what could you have done to be even happier? Or how could you have had even more fun? What would that have looked like? And section D, the last section, what were some of your biggest challenges that you faced in 2015. For this section, I'm going to list 12 different things, and I want you to go ahead and tick off the ones that were challenging for you in 2015. And if you want, you can even rank them on a scale of one to 10, one being not challenging and 10 being really challenging. And some of the items might've been a challenge throughout the year, but now 
you feel like at the end of the year, you've completed them and they're not really being carried through to 2016. So then what you can do is rank them with a number of from one to 10 and then put a check mark or write the word done beside it to indicate that it won't be a challenge that you carry on into 2016. Okay, so here we go. Here's the 12 different challenges that you may have faced in 2015. Number one, getting clear or focused on what products or services you sell. Two, getting clear on your niche and who you are targeting. Number three, closing new business and finding new clients. Number four, building a tribe or a community. Number five, building brand awareness or credibility in your space. Number six, just the sheer volume of having too much to do. Number seven, pricing your products or services. Eight, spending a lot of time in your business instead of working on your business. Number nine, you feel like you've been working your tail off, but you don't feel like you're ever really getting ahead. Number 10, most of the time you feel like you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off and you really lack focus. Number 11, you take on too much. And number 12, you're not actually having fun doing what you're doing. Okay. So that completes your report card on your business. Now let's move on to the next step. In this section, I want you to reflect on what you learned from completing your report card and focus on the learning. Having just answered all these questions about your business, your activities, who you were being, how you were feeling, and what your biggest challenges were, I want you to answer these four questions. Question number one, what did you learn or realize this year, either about you, about what you enjoy doing, what you don't enjoy doing, or did you have any big aha moments? For me this year, I realized that I wanted to shift from being a Toronto-based business to having a more global presence and community, which is one of the main reasons for launching this podcast. What about you? What did you learn this year? Number two, what were some of the surprises or unexpected events this year? When things don't go according to plan, that's perfectly normal, but we have to be conscious about it so that we learn from it. There is always great intelligence when unexpected things happen because there's typically a wink from the universe as a sign or a little nudge to point us in the right direction. For me, I created a workshop this summer on how to build, market, and sell a retreat. Now, I did this to support one of my clients and help her in her business. And that one little project has turned into a business opportunity for me to create a community to help support retreat leaders. And this was a total surprise. I had no intention of creating this, but I just kept following the flirts from the universe. What surprises have you had this year? And number three, did you meet your goals from last year? And this can be financial, growth, or other metrics. Take a second to see if you really hit your targets for the year.
And number four, aside from revenue and your financial metrics, what was the impact that you had this year? Who did you help? What impact did you have on their life? What is it that you are most proud of? Now that you've had a chance to reflect on 2015 as a whole and figure out what your key learning is, we're going to move on to the last step for this episode. Okay, you have just done a lot of work reflecting on an entire year of running your business. Nice work. And I'm sure that you've realized a lot about what has happened. There's always a lot of intelligence that comes from an exercise like this. And I really want you to translate this learning into a theme. And I want you to get creative here and come up with a theme that really represents your year. All your hard work, all of your focus, all of your passion, all of your learning and highlights. Now the theme can be however you want it to be. It could be a sentence, it could be a couple of words, it might even be a single word. Here's some samples. Facing fear. Bloom and boom. We're just getting started. And the year of balance. You go ahead and come up with a theme that represents 2015 and all your hard work. My year was a really big shift to offer online programs and courses. And so my theme to represent 2015 is ready to go global. And so your homework for next week is to come up with a theme that really captures the essence of what you accomplished in 2015. And I want to challenge you to tell me all about it, either on Twitter, you can find me at corporate underscore yogi, or you can post it on my Facebook page, which is forward slash the corporate yogi. So give me a shout and tell me what your theme for 2015 was. I'm really looking forward to hearing it. And it's time to start wrapping up here. I hope you've enjoyed this episode on creating your conscious blueprint. Tune in next week where we'll do a little visualization of what you want your business to grow into. We're going to set some goals and we're also going to talk about how to socialize your goals and some really fun ways to actualize them and turn them into reality. For show notes or more information, please visit thecorporateyogi.com. And while you're there, subscribe to the newsletter for the worksheets that go along with this conscious blueprint. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I know that together we can pave this new way, this conscious way of doing business. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it. <laughs>